Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the weekend. Weekend wagers. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have you some great cash, homie. Welcome back. Weekend Wager Saturday edition. Hope everybody's having a good day settling in. Hope your bets are going well. I'm Cam Stewart. We got uh, some baseball with my buddy Joe Galena, NFL football exhibition tonight. We just talked to George Kurtz, gave us some bets before he sets up, uh, you know, for his kids party today. He'll be back with me tomorrow. I think he's on uh, earlier. Is he on earlier too? Uh, does he do the old six o'clock yes. uh, dance there, Joe? Uh, uh, Joe, he does it. Uh, Nine. Yeah. So he's Nine to noon. Nine till noon. Is Nine he with to you with tomorrow? Me and the- and, oh, yes, wow. yeah, Blewett uh, is, is going to be out tomorrow. It's me and George. So, yeah, so I get a feel for what it's like to be George Kurtz. I got to tell doing you. the six hours today. Yeah, Galena, yeah. you're rocking and rolling nine hours in two days. That's uh, some six hours. Uh, that's that's good. You f- feel like Morenzi. Hey, 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 Joe, hey, hey, put, <laughs> putting in some good time, brother. <laughs> There you go. He's yeah. amazing. I love listening to you guys. Oh, Brent, I'll tell you something. I've worked with a lot of people in the business, and, man, that guy just works. And the craziest thing about it is I've done shows for, like, a little bit of time like he has the hours. He doesn't lose his voice. That's the craziest thing. When most right, people right, do it, right. when most people, if you do shows for more than, like, six hours, like your voice, like his just it just gets kind of, like, deeper and rougher. Like, he doesn't lose it which is wild. Maybe uh, all those uh, right. years of uh, singing metal. But, uh, yeah, so we'll be okay, catch everybody. If you want to talk well, to Galena. You know what's impressive? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's impressive? I, I was going to mention about uh, impressive about Morrissey, Gabe. The guy could could talk about anything. He, I know. he knows sports. He knows current events. He, I mean, he's just really an impressive, impressive guy. So no, we uh, talked I love about to listen it. to him in the morning and the afternoon. Yeah. The, I mean, does he sleep? I, mean, I don't I know think he's re- so. Probably reading three or four different newspapers, uh, and, and uh, you know, just the the, the wealth of the wealth of knowledge is is so impressive across all topics, not just sports. So, no, you bring up guy. a good point. You bring up a good point there, Joe. The thing is, too, like I we've done shows for probably like the last fifteen years when we're working on other like TV and radio networks and stuff. That's the thing that people don't know, like his political knowledge. Like he's on top of things like you know what I mean? He could talk yeah. politics. What he would do. He'd be a good lawyer. Like he was yep. if he wasn't uh in in the sports so much, I think he'd actually be like, trust me, like I, I'd hire him as uh, my lawyer. I think he can uh, do a good job for you there. But uh, yeah, Morenzi's working hard. He's doing the in-game live show and catch Joe tomorrow at um, 9 a.m. after this show, and then uh, I'll be back with Kurtz at 12 for the weekend wagers uh, Sunday edition. So so we got you covered, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, what do you want to do? Um, we talked about a couple touchdown leaders. What do you want to do? Uh, well, uh, what do you think about rushing leaders? Maybe we'll go through rushing leaders odds. And stuff like that right now. I know there's a couple guys that we can look at that are going to be favored. Maybe we can find some value on the board as we go down the list. So let's take a look at odds Why to not? lead Why the not? NFL in rushing. Yeah, the, you know, some people like to put their bets in early. I've already done a couple things, I bet. And by the way, guys, college football coming back on the network. Sean was just talking to us off uh, Pisa Pia. I know Morenci was involved in that. All the guy Lisi and these guys. So next Saturday, the Miami Hurricanes. And Florida Gators open things up. We also have Hawaii playing, Arizona. So one week today, all you college football fans, the college season, it's gonna college is going to be opening up, and then we have a full slate of games. So uh, we got you covered here at the Fantasy Sports Network. Everything, NFL, college, baseball, betting, fantasy, everything. So here are the odds there, Joe, looking at the top board for the NFL rushing yards leaders. And uh, the usual suspects are here. Very interesting. Saquon Barkley from your New York football giants, Kalina, leading the way at 4-1. to one. We got Ezekiel Elliott still holding out at 5-1. to one. High for Joe Mixon on a bad team. I guess they think he's going to get a lot of touches. Uh, 10 to 1 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Le'Veon Bell, 10 to 1. Derrick Henry, 12. 
Nick Chubb is 12 to 1, Todd Gurley 12 to 1, Christian McCaffrey 16, Melvin Gordon 16, he's still holding out, Dalvin Cook I like but hurt all the time 20 to 1, Fournette 20, mm. Mac 22. David Johnson, 25. Am I reading that right? Wow, that's, uh, I guess, more he's more yeah, of a touchdown yeah. guy than a rushing guy. And uh, what else do we got? We got Connor at 25, Seattle's Chris Carson at 33, Carrion Johnson from the Lions at 33, Philip Lindsay at 33, Sony Michelle at 33, Kamara, Williams, Montgomery, Geis, and Freeman at 40, Jacobs at 40. Wow, okay, so out of those guys, you got to believe that Saquon Barkley is a favorite for a reason there, uh, Joe. But if you're not going to take Barkley, who would you take there? Would you take uh, Bell? I don't know. Henry's always Henry's always a guy that does well later in the season. You know, we always wait for right, him, and then right, right. boom, and then he goes nuts later on in the season. So I'm not sure. Nick Chubb seems interesting to me at 12-1. to 1. If he can get off to a good start with Cleveland and how dynamic their offense is, that might be an intriguing one. Nick Chubb to lead the NFL in rushing yards, 12-1. to 1. I like him more than Gurley at 12-1. to 1. McCaffrey at 16. What do you think there, Joe, when you break it down? Who do you think is going to get the touches? Uh, what bets would uh, guys that you like? or uh, You don't have to put in the bet now, but who are some guys on your radar? Yeah, we were talking about Le'Veon Bell earlier, right? And, yeah. uh like I said, I, I was impressed uh, when I heard what kind of shape he came into camp. Uh, it, it would be a great story if he came in and just picked up where he left off and led the league in uh, in, in rushing. I could see that happening, to tell you the truth. Uh, I have concerns with Derrick Henry, like you said. Uh, just the inconsistency seems to come on later in, uh, in, in the season. I'm a little worried about picking Nick Chubb only because of the, the Kareem Hunt issue. Now, I yeah. don't think that Kareem Hunt is going to cut it. He's, he's not going to cut into Chubb's uh, production a lot. Chubb's maybe the main just guy. enough where... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if, if, if Chubb is as, as effective as I think he will be, and as, as a lot of us think he will be, he's still going to be the primary back late in the season. But getting uh, Kareem Hunt in there could just keep him fresher for the playoffs. So maybe instead of averaging... I don't know, 18 to 20 carries. He uh, averages, you know, 15 to 18 carries. Just, yes. You know, or maybe, you know, just just below that, just to keep him fresh. So uh, it wouldn't shock me if Bell <laughs> led the league in rushing once again. I, and, you I, know, I, uh, Cook, yeah. I do like Cook. So do I. But That's uh, what I was like going to ask said, you about, Joe. This is the if thing. If he's healthy, yeah. I mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. to bet on Dalvin Cook at 20. It is a great price. Right. Also, when you look at yes. team's depth chart, he is the guy. You know, they don't really sure. have faith faith in other guys. But as me and Morenci talked about many times in the show, you have to factor in, like, even when you're drafting him for fantasy, that he probably will be hurt. The, the, it's just one of those yeah. things. It, it's such a shame because when he was at Florida State, he was obviously the best running back in college football. He was unstoppable, Joe. Like, one of those guys, like, every time he was in the open field, bye-bye, he was a very, very special right. back. And the injuries are there. But at 20-1, to 1, it's kind of like buying a lottery ticket. We know he could get hurt, but there's such an upside at that price. Like, I would rather have him right, at 20 right. than Melvin Gordon in that price range than Fournette in that price. Oh, absolutely. Like, and, yeah. and Marlon Mack, I like Marlon Mack. He's in my keeper league. David Johnson, more of a touchdown mm-hmm. guy. I think Dalvin Cook in that tier of guys is so much more, he has so much more upside than them with the amount of touches that he could have that could turn into major, major yards. So I like it at 20 to 1. It's, yeah. even, it's, it's worth the risk, in my opinion. You agree, even with the injuries at that yes. price. At that yes. price, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, your- yes, I do. At that price, and uh, but in fantasy, yeah, if I'm drafting him, I'm going to do my damnedest to try to get his backup, which is uh, Alexander Madison. Good so, call, M A T T I S O N. Yeah, Madison. But yeah. at this price, if I'm putting a, yeah, I'm putting a bet in, yes, I, I like his upside. Here's my take. Uh, I think like a deep sleeper, he won't win, but I think he'll be a good bet. Kind of like a horse race that I'm looking at where he might finish like third when projected to come 12th. Carry on Johnson, I think, with Detroit. I think he's going to be a horse this year. Wow. When, what, is, what is your take like, on carry like, on Johnson? It's it's like you read my mind. You know, he was a guy kind of – he's not a sleeper because you still need to invest in him, mm-hmm. you know, second, third round in, in a fantasy draft. But when it comes to, like, putting a bet like this, I would take a chance on him. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that – that he has the potential to have a, a, a 1,200 rushing yard season. I, I like him. I like his upside big time. 
I think it's a great price. And no, they, you know, do we, 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 hey, we do shows together, Joe. Uh, Joan, we haven't even talked about it, but no, yeah, we are reading each other's mail. Think about on Johnson, too. Yeah. When he was at the University of Auburn, what was his M.O.? Better as the game goes on because he's big. Right, and That's the right. thing that I didn't understand with Matt Patricia, right? Like, he's kind of like we talk about the Joe Madden, like you're from the Belichick okay. school, smartest guy in the room routine. After a while, I think now you're thinking, uh, you know what, I can't be screwing around anymore. I have this asset. He's a big back. And as the game goes, what is Detroit going to have to do as well? Personally, I think Detroit at six and a half wins is too low. I think people are down on them in that division. I get it. The Bears are good. The Packers are good. But I am down with the Lions. I think I really like Galladay. I still think Stafford's a good quarterback. Slay in the defense. I don't Mm -hmm. think Detroit's getting the respect they deserve. And for them to be successful, my friend, on Johnson is going to have to touch the ball between, I'm thinking, 18 to 25 times consistently, maybe Absolutely. even more, maybe yep. even more to bury a team. And mm-hmm. his yards per carry average increased, Joe, when he got those touches. So at 33 to 1, I'd rather have him than Connor, Lindsey, Michelle, you know, all those guys. I think in that price range, KJ's the guy that we go to, and I think it's a really good bet. Hell, you don't have to put a hundred bucks; you put twenty bucks on him at uh, thirty-three to right. one, and try to win like close to seven hundred bucks. Seems pretty damn good to me. Yep, absolutely. And just his overall game, uh, I love him with the rushing yards at the over/under. But also, this guy, thirty-two catches last year. Yeah, I know. This guy's got some hands as well. So just an overall uh, uh, upside for on Johnson. I- I'm with you. I'm not as high, I think, uh, on on the Lions as, as you sound like you are. I could see them winning six. I just think they're being maybe disrespected. Now, that's the thing. Like, yeah, the line yeah. is six and a half, and it's plus yeah, money yeah. to seven. Like, on all my books, if right. the Lions win seven – you get, you know, the plus 125, right? Uh, and if you look at a lot right. of the other teams, you got to lay 40 cents. you got to lay 60 cents. I'm down with, I right. think the Lions can win seven or eight games. I think they could be a 500 team, and I'm getting, like, plus 25, 30 cents. So, you know, if you're right. making a $100, $200 bet on that, you, you'd get the extra 60 bucks, which I think is a good bet. I think the Lions, people look at Green Bay as, like, so much. I don't really think the Lions are that far away from Green Bay or they're almost the same to, to me. Like, look at Green Bay over the last couple of years, Joe. They they had to come back on Hail Marys to beat them. Like, they have problems. They're not... I think Green Bay is right, overrated. Right. You know, that's my take, though. I know they got mm-hmm. weapons and Aaron Rodgers is great, but... You know, really, what have the Packers done the last few years? A hell of a lot of nothing. You know what I mean? They're one of those teams uh, you, in name value up, yeah, that they're overrated. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what And I you know think. what? They're starting off the season a little sketchy, too. With oh, the all Rogers teams in that really division. Not... Have you seen the schedules yeah. of these teams? In those they're going to kill each other. <laughs> like, I love Minnesota, yeah, exactly. but they're like the, the schedule of the teams in that division are just brutal. Like, I don't know how they're going right. to survive. They're going to kill each other, right? I do feel, I agree with you, but I do feel that, each one of those teams, and I don't think, but the, not the Lions, but the top three teams in that division all have a decent shot at winning that division. I think that we just went over this in the last show, me and Blewett. I think that the Bears are going to be taking a little bit of a of, of back, going to regress a little bit. Uh, they won 12 games last year. Uh, we were going maybe nine. You know, yes. We looked at their schedule. Nine, you know, ten at nine best. Nine or ten. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think that Minnesota, if, the, if things fall into place, you know, if they made enough, if, if the changes they made in their offensive line uh, take hold, you know, I mean, uh, you're probably right in terms of the Lions not being as far away from the top of that division as a lot of people think. But I, I think they're still a little bit away. Yeah, I know. I totally get it. It's it's. It's kind of like a division that's going to cannibalize itself. So let's take a look at some other guys here. I want to get your fantasy opinion of some rookies. Um, what do you think, uh, Joe? Josh Jacobs, who I really, really like with Oakland, and I and David Montgomery, who I loved at Iowa State, an absolute killing back with the Bears. Out of these guys, Darius Geis, in, often injured with Washington. Who out of the rookies, uh, you know, when you're doing your show with Blue, who are you guys high on one rookie that you're kind of all in on and maybe one rookie that you're going to probably stay away from in fantasy drafts? Well, the guys that you mentioned, I, I like Jacobs just because of the opportunities I think he's going to get. I think he's going to be the, the bell cow there. What, I, what I'm a little nervous about is that uh, he, he's from Alabama, right? And and uh, yes, yes. He really didn't get a lot of carries across his college career. Definitely a, a lot of talent, but I don't know if he could withstand the rigors. I, I think he, I see him slowing down by season's end. But I think he's going to be, 
you know, a high producer up until then. You know what I mean? He'll have a high yard per carry and whatnot. I just see him wearing down a little bit just because, you know, it's, him not having a lot of carries throughout his college career, and that on top of the fact that, hey, you know, a lot of college guys, that they play a 12-game season and whatnot, uh, so they tend to slow down at the end of the season. A guy I love of the rookies is uh, Devin Singletary from the Bear, uh, from the uh, Bills. I love uh, great I, I call. Think, no, yes. great call, yeah. Joe. And I, I watched <laughs> yeah. him the other night at the Bills. I know it's an, a preseason game. There's so yeah. many things yeah. I like about that team. Like, they kept their – like, Carolina had some, like, good, solid players on the field. The Bills' defense was murdering those guys. Pick six. Like, yeah. they look, yeah. it's, ex, it's preseason, but they're very dangerous. And I also think their defense is going to put their offense in position positions to do well and right. McCoy, McCoy's right. getting older he's going to get touches mm-hmm. I love that sleeper pick great call there great yeah. call Galena yeah I mean when you look at it, you got Gore uh, you know you have to respect what Gore has done but you mm-hmm. know 35 years old and whatnot didn't score a touchdown last year LaShawn McCoy obviously slowing down TJ Yeldon if you look at his numbers when he's been asked to be the bell cow he hasn't mm-hmm. delivered you know like you, you you give him 15 to 18 carries, his yards per carry goes down as opposed to little spurts when you when you ask him to go. So I love Devin Singletary, especially you know to develop into the guy in that backfield. Uh, I, I like David Montgomery, but I think it's going to take a little bit more time. I think that Singletary gets there faster than him. Montgomery, you know, people are not taking into consideration Mike Davis. You know, Tariq Cohen's not yeah. going anywhere, right? <laughs> so... Uh, so that's my issue with David Montgomery and uh, guys a little bit, a little too risky for my for my uh, my blood. You know, uh, you know if I do take a chance on him, it's going to be real late in drafts. I agree, guys. From the it, from it's tough. Those LSU backs, right? Like Fournette, guys. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they they seem to be banged up all the time. Quick, right before uh, break, right. what do, what do you think about Tevin Coleman as a fantasy option, uh, Joe? Before we hit the break, I think he's going to have a pretty good year. What's your what's your take on Coleman? Ah. Uh, I like him, but then Breed is there. I mean, there's just there's a lot of yeah. mounts to feed in that backfield. So uh, boy, I wouldn't draft him as – Hot Mostert. Yeah, he was a guy that yeah, – <laughs> Breed came on. I love Mostert from last season. We, that was a, a little shit, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he has his moments. Yeah, he, he does. does. He does. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Coleman, really not much more than a, a running back two and a fringe running back two for me. Good call. Yeah, no, I agree, Joe. It's going to be interesting. Fantasy drafts right around the corner. We're going to make some money. We're going to play some DFS. Can't wait to work with Joe again on the Sunday for the football show. We'll go through some more DFS baseball for the late slate with Joe. Sean Engel will break down the NASCAR night race tonight and a whole lot more. We'll go through the betting lines, the live bets in baseball and football. It's Weekend Wagers with Stewart and Galena and Engel coming back at you after a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much, Sheriff Sean. Welcome back. Weekend Wager Saturday edition. Cam Stewart, Joe Galena. In for Kurtz, babysitting 28 kids at a birthday party. That sounds like a lot of kids. That sounds like stress. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like he's not stressed enough, right? Yeah, yeah, Kurtz yeah. and stress seem to be <laughs> Yeah, Colonel Kurtz, uh, his anger level is going to yeah. be really peaking. Attention! Yeah, I can just see some, like, turkey kid. Like, yeah, that's the thing. The last thing he needs is some kid getting hurt at, at, at his party. That's not, not going to go very well. I, I, I hope things go hey, smooth I, so he can go to the room and uh, I'm make sure more they bets. Will. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, he he called the Yankees. Uh, oh, yeah. And, Kurtz uh, Yankees I told you. Four two now. Yeah, that's what you say. Like, this is the best thing, Dee Joe, Dee when we're and, doing. Uh, Glaber, Homer. When we're doing, yeah, exactly, exactly. When we're doing the live betting show, this is what you almost hope for. You almost hope for the favorite going down early. 
like you hope the other team, you know, they put up one or two in the first inning. You're, okay, not like maybe five or yeah, with the Yankees. Yeah, they can come back from five. But think about it. You got the Yankees at a pick them, Joe. Now they're minus 600. Six damn right, dollars. Right. You know what I mean? So now they they mm-hmm. got from zero. You're not ro- rocking any juice to four unanswered runs. And now they're minus 600 total in the game, 11 and a half. And uh, interestingly enough, I thought there would be some runs in this uh, Cubs-Pirates game, but but Brol, Brolt and uh, who's, <laughs> yeah, you, who's the other turkey? Hamels? These guys are pitching pretty well right now. No, is it Lester? Lester? Oh, yeah, Lester. Yeah, yeah, Lester, though. Yeah. yeah, Right, right. I remember yeah. once I went Lester the molester, sudden... and Gabe didn't like that one too much. <laughs> yeah, he's not a molester. I know. I just... Just nick nickname and all, but uh, yeah, I don't understand right. what Lester and and then this Brolt guy. These guys, uh, all of a sudden, they Cy Young time here. Ridiculous. It's early. It's early. It's only three innings so far, so we got time. We got time oh, for them to fall apart. Yeah, I need the Cubs. <laughs> I need I, I need the Cubs. Joe, I, I just see some uh, breaking news too. We knew the story before, but um, Chargers James uh, foot surgery. I uh, we said he was going to be out a long time. They're expecting three months, like minimum now. Three wow. months minimum for yeah. James. So. We can look at the Chargers situation. We got Russell Okong. We talked about the heart problem. Melvin Gordon's going to hold out. He's not going to budge. Um, James, the injury there. You talked about it. Keenan Allen, a little bit brittle. He's not going to be there for uh, preseason. I'm telling you, man. Actually, let's take a look. I'm going to go into this right now. I remember the Chargers were like plus 140 at one time to win that division. They got to be like at least two or three to one now. I got to see what we got here. Division, division, division to win division. Chargers, yep. Well, yeah, actually, it's not. I thought it'd be a little bit more than that. They're plus 120. So, the AFC West, KC minus 160, LA Chargers plus 190, Denver 12 to 1, Oakland 12 to 1. I gotta be honest with you, Joe. Kansas City laying 60 cents seems like a pretty damn good bet, wouldn't you think? I don't want to take favorites. Yeah, I, I would have made yeah. them a two dollar plus favorite, not 160. I think that's a good price for yeah. a Chargers team that has a lot of questions. Yeah, last week we were talking about this division, and uh, I say we, it was me, Kurtz, and, and Blewett on the on the, the weekend fantasy update, and we kind of both agreed that the Chargers, now this is before this, this, this latest injury, that the, both the Chargers and Chiefs were, you know, not locks, but pretty... We just agreed that they'd both be in the playoffs, yeah. but uh, we, we thought that the Chiefs would win the division, and that uh, the the charges would be the uh the wild card so it's going to be interesting now so we're going to see i mean you know who knows gordon could sit out till week 10 i know you, he's you not budging know that yeah, he, like he i think neither I think side really is wants budging. to make a neither side yeah. is budging yeah no it's funny right. and, and then the chargers aren't really helping themselves joe because they say hey don't worry philip rivers you get a new contract at the end of the year right and i'm not going to cut up mm-hmm. rivers but he's basically said oh we're okay you know we got eckler we got Jackson. I'm pretty happy with the guys we got. Like, I don't think it, he, it wasn't a slap in the face of Melvin Gordon. But if you're Melvin Gordon right. and your quarterback saying, oh, we'll be all right, that can't be make you really, really happy. Like, I was going to say one thing. If I was getting – if the reporter was asking me a question, I'd say, you know what? We really want Joe Galina to come back. I like the other guys, but he's our guy. He's our starting running back, and right. hopefully That's we can get something yeah. done. That's Absolutely. how you say it. Mm-hmm. You don't say I'm happy with the other right. guys. So you're Gordon right, going, right. he could have been a slip of the tongue, but I'm not happy when my quarterback, he didn't necessarily throw me under the bus, but he didn't really have my back either. It's kind of like you need a little He's bit more. He's close to breaking that unwritten rule, right? Yes, of, of yes. Getting involved in- <laughs> yes. As a teammate, and you're my guy and you're holding out, I say, I want Joe back. He's a key member of this team. We want him to be there. We like Eckler and Jackson, but let's get let's take care of business. Let's get this guy on the field. That's how I handle the situation. Right. Uh, I haven't talked to you about some other divisions, Joe, before we go into your uh, DFS baseball lineup because we never do the shows together. What's your take on the AFC North um, uh, with Cleveland plus 125, Pittsburgh plus 190? Uh, we'll just go eh, past on the Bengals at 18 to 1. And the Ra- I, What do you think about the Ravens at plus 270? Do you think they're being disrespected? I kind of really think uh, they have a chance. I know everyone's jumping on Cleveland. I'm kind of looking at Baltimore, and if that line goes up to – three to one i might pull the trigger and i think it's going to be a real tight division and i think the ravens are kind of being disrespected i agree with you uh and you know uh, maybe i'm old school but defense wins championships right it does <laughs> so come playoff time it the does ravens, yeah, yeah uh so uh, i could see the ravens uh you know i haven't gone over their schedule recently but uh, to me uh you know nine ten wins Definitely a, a, a possibility. Uh, you know, uh, 
Love what I, I saw out of uh, – did you see that run by Lamar Jackson? Uh, they called it back. Yep. But this guy's going to be exciting to play. But to me, it's 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 the defense. The defense is going to set up the offense. And uh, I think – I agree with you. I think they are being disrespected. When they pick up Thomas from Seattle, let me tell you, as a Seattle fan, Earl Thomas is – I know he's older now. He's, he's amazing. amazing. He'll do so many good things out there, help the younger guys, I'm telling you. I, uh, the Ravens, to me, I love that price. And if it goes up anymore, I, I, I'm not buying the Cleveland at plus 125. No way. They shouldn't be that much of a favorite in comparison to Baltimore. Next division I find interesting too, Joe. What are we going to do with the AFC South? Indianapolis plus 120. Wow. Houston plus 220. Jags plus 375. Titans plus 650. Hell, you can make a case for any team in this division. I'm really worried about Andrew Luck. I'm thinking Houston at plus 220 looks very, very intriguing to me. Again, you, you read my mind. Yeah, that's the way I'm going. And had this not happened uh, with the, the Andrew Luck situation, I, I might have went with the Colts because, uh, you know, the defense is, is good. Offensive line is was amazing last year, allowed uh, Andrew Luck to – you know, do what he's got to do. He was, but this injury is a little scary. You know, it went from a little nothing to, well, we don't know if he's going to be ready for the uh, the start of the season. And it's a trickle down because, you know, without him, I mean, like I said, Jacoby Brissett a couple of years ago, a serviceable backup, but this is, uh, it's it's definitely going to hurt. You know, the, uh, T. Y. Hilton. It's just going to trickle down to the rest of the team so uh i'm in i'm in on the texans as well yeah i i i think it's a great i i'm plus 220 i actually so i'm looking at the ravens at plus 260 texans at plus 220 uh afc west we talk about the chiefs the chargers aren't good enough at plus 190 denver and oakland at 12 we're gonna pass nfc east oh boy uh let's talk about your your division i know uh you know i the giants are 11 to 1 the redskins 9 I got to tell you, Joe, a lot of people are very high on Dallas. I think the Eagles win this division, not for fun, but comfortably by a couple games. And I'm not laying any juice. I'm seeing plus 110. I think that's probably one of the best bets on the board. Eagles to win the NFC East at uh, no juice. You you agree? Especially if he's healthy, I think they cruise. I think they win uh, 11 games. I don't know about cruising. You know, I, I could see Eagles winning 10. You know, if Zeke is there from the start of the season, I have them at about an, about nine. And you know what? I say 10 for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. A game goes one way or the other. It's it's right there at 11. I had the Giants at five wins and the Eagles, uh, not the Eagles, the Redskins right around that same range. Uh, so it's between the Cowboys and the Eagles for me. I'd put my money on the Eagles, though. Yeah, so we're agreeing. So Houston, the Eagles, Galena and Stewart, we both agree with that one. NFC North, wow, man. Gotta love football, right, Joe? Like these, you can make a case oh for like God. three of these teams. This is great. Chicago yeah, plus one seventy, Green Bay mm-hmm. plus one ninety, Minnesota plus two ten. You know what? I don't want the Bears at plus one seventy. I think they're going to regress a little bit. I also worry about their special teams. They got rid of that kicker, not Mike blew it. Jason blew it from Pittsburgh, and kicker screwed <laughs> up again in the other game against the Giants. They'll probably find a kicker from a certain team that gets cut that has an extra kicker, but who knows if it's going to work. They just have bad luck with these guys. I don't want the Packers at plus 190, but I do want the Minnesota Vikings at plus 210. I think Kirk oh Cousins is going to be improved. I believe in, in this yeah. team and this defense. The Vikings are my pick for the NFC North. Give me the Vikings at plus 210. What do you got, Kalina? I'm with you there. And I hate yeah, to just, we're gonna, we got the same like betting just, card. No, it's okay. We're allowed to it's, agree. It sounds we're like I'm agree. agreeing with you. But I will say this. Uh, I think any one of the Bears, Packers, and Vikings, I think if things fall into place, any one of those three teams could win the division. Uh, like I said in, in the last uh, show, uh, Blue and I went over the Bears' uh, 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 schedule. I had them at nine wins, which is three wins less than last season. Yeah. Packers, uh, you know uh, – Again, I mean, when you have Aaron Rodgers there, you always have a shot, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, uh, if I had to put a gun to my head, I'd take the Vikings. I'm with you. So Vikings, and you're also getting them at over uh, plus 200, plus 210 is a very good price for a division that basically, in my opinion, those three teams are a pick I'll take the biggest dog, and I like the, the dog better even before I saw the odds. NFC South, Saints minus 180. 
Falcons plus 375, Carolina plus 550, Bucks plus 50. What do you think about Atlanta coming and winning the South? I know the Saints probably will, but I'm very, very close to betting on Atlanta at almost 4-1. to one. Joe, I like that Atlanta. Seems, that seems very, yeah. very... Uh, to me, it's either Atlanta or the Saints, but I take I put my money on the Falcons. That's what Remember, I'm saying. Just two years, you have to lay two years cents a, with away the Saints. From, from being in the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. This is what, and this is what we talk about with gambling and fantasy, whatever. Sure, the Saints might win the division, but I'm not going to lay a, a, like 200. You know, so at a buck 80, so if I put a $100 bet down, I lose 180 if they don't win. Okay? Falcons, mm-hmm. I get them at plus 375 on 100 bucks. I'm get, I'm get, you know what I mean? I'm getting almost four times my money. I think I'm going to take a shot with right. the Atlanta Falcons for what I think probably one game separates the, these teams there, Joe. I think the Falcons are a very dangerous bird. I like them. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm worried about the Panthers. I'm worried about Cam's shoulder. I know that the news came out this week that he's got his long ball back. Yeah, that's yeah, like a whatever. week after they said he had a. Re- that's that's like a week after they said he had to relearn how to throw the ball. Exactly. Right? I don't. Bl- so- Some of these reports that they come out with this week, I don't listen to anything anymore. You watch the watch right. the games yourself. Make your own opinions. I can tell you, he's not 100. percent right. So. No, Carolina. And, uh, we I already talked take. about the Bucks offense. We think the Bucks offense is going to be good, but defense uh, bad. again. Uh, yeah, uh, Falcons, uh, like I said, two years uh, removed from being in the Super Bowl. Fantastic offense. They had a lot of injuries on their defense uh, last year, and uh, I think they I think they bounce back. I think they take this division. It'll be a struggle, though. Saints are going to make some noise, no doubt. NFC West, are the Rams a lock at minus 200? Seahawks, 3-1. to one. 49ers, big dogs. Unfortunately, lots of injury problems at plus 550. Mm. And the Arizona Cardinals at twenty-five to one. I will pass. Is it uh, you still with the Rams there, uh, Joe? Even though you got to lay I th- two, I th- two to one. Yeah. Yes, I do think they regress. I think they uh, probably win. You know, maybe ten games this season. Uh, Seahawks will fight them. Seahawks will be right there. Seahawks are gritty. Uh, be the a- thing about the Seahawks yeah, is everyone yeah. wants them to go away. They'll fight. Like I, I know this team, man. Right. Carroll, like. The, I think Metcalf is going to be better than people think in the red zone. I think uh, they always find ways. I'm not sure if they – and let's remember last year when we were doing the shows, did not the Rams – it took them a fourth down conversion to beat Seattle. Both games were ultra yes, tight. Yes, yes. Like, it's not like they're right. way, way, way head and shoulders above. I think minus 200 is a little right. ambitious. They do win the division, but I'd have to parlay the Rams with something else because I just don't think uh, – you know, it's not a guarantee that they win. Seattle could win the division at 3-1. to one. Hey, Joe? Yes, I agree. Yes, uh, I, I, I have to say the Rams are the favorite, but like I said, I think they regress somewhat. I put them at ten wins, but the Seahawks, yeah. like I said, they'll be right there with them. Yeah. So what do we got here? We got a few minutes uh, before we hit uh, the break. I'm going to go do some NASCAR at 2:40. We'll break it down with Sean. I'll give you my picks of the day too with the NFL and the rest of the MLB card. What do you got, uh, Joe, for uh, the late MLB? Uh, MLB DFS session uh, for the for the rest of the games remaining on the board. Uh, what do you got for me, buddy? You got some uh, picks to click so far. Your lineup uh, it's doing pretty well for the early stuff. All right, so uh, I went DraftKings again. Uh, my two pitchers I went with uh, Berrios uh, for the Twins. Love it against the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, also uh, Rodriguez from the Red Sox. Pitches a little bit better when he's at home. I know he's been struggling a little bit, but I'll take advantage of the the uh, Orioles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, Rodriguez for nine thousand bucks. You're right. Uh, Castillo, I catch at thirty three hundred bucks uh, against uh, Suarez from the Angels. Uh, if you look at Suarez's numbers, uh, pitcher for the Angels, not very good. Uh, I went four thousand uh, bucks and took uh, Cooper. Cooper, Mister hey, Cooper. Cooper. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah, well, Cooper uh, from the Marlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Cooper. Isn't he a yeah. singer from, like, the yeah. 60s? Or an actor? There you Gary go. Cooper? There you yes. go. <laughs> yeah, he, he played Lou Gehrig once in a movie. Did he really? <laughs> Gary, Gary Cooper. Nice. He's actually not too bad. Some of these Mar- – and it's in Colorado. It would be a good time to play the Marlins yeah. right now, right? Right. That's yes. what I'm thinking. Yes, 4000 bucks. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, 3500 uh, second base. On the, nice. on the you know – some guy you don't really think of too often. Estrupa Cabrera has been hot since he got yes, traded he. to the Nationals. Yes, and he's I only thirty six hundred bucks. Good yeah. pick. Gene Segura, 
going against uh, Lamet from uh, the Padres at $3,700. And then we have some meat here. I love what Harper's been doing. I think three straight games with a home run, $4,600. Benintendi's been hot for the past month against uh, Wojciechowski from the Ohio Hills at 4500 And Victor Robles, only 3800 bucks, but uh, past several games he's been swinging a hot bat too. So I like him against uh, Jordan Lyles uh, and the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that line looks really short to me too. Like Washington at home, I would have made them like minus 155, 60. I'm starting to think this might be a trap. Like wouldn't, wouldn't you take Sanchez in Washington over Lyles in Milwaukee? Joe, it's only oh, minus yeah. 130. Like, yeah. uh, I think the bookmakers are trying to give me the old rope-a-dope there. I'm throwing my fish in the line. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get burned. So I think I might stay away from that game. There's something fishy about Milwaukee and Washington today. But, hey, Joe, hey, man, I really appreciate, uh, you know, what What could you say, buddy? You're, work, you're working your ass off six hours, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun, and hopefully we are going to pick some winners. Well, oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, my girlfriend just turned the channel to the King of Queens, and he's playing like, football against the little kids. <laughs> I'm, he's basically he gave this. I love Sam James. Farm. Oh, yeah, he's great. He just went long. To the... <laughs> Sorry, this episode. He's our rocks. kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. He looks like, yeah. He's... <laughs> That's yeah. the best. <laughs> That's going to be Kurt's at the right, birthday party fun. today. I love you. I love you, Joe. You we'll, be in, uh, we'll be in contact. Hopefully, right. Love you too, buddy. We will do the football on Sundays. Me and Sean are coming back with NASCAR. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Next segment. Stick around, everybody. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back, everybody. Weekend Wagers. I'm the Raging Redhead Camp Stewart. Joe Galena, my boy. Breaking it down. Joe working really, really hard today. And we have NASCAR coming up in the final segment, and that means Sean Angle. But before we get to the NASCAR, we got to talk. Hey, as Moretzi says, put your money where your mouth is. You got to take a shot and open up a sports wager account with FanDuel, our friends in New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to fanduel.com slash grid. You'll receive a free bet up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet up to 500 bucks when you open up a sports wagering account at fanduel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in total control. Go to fanduel.com slash grid. Open up a new account and claim your free wager up to 500 bones today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Sean, how are you doing, buddy? Are you ready for NASCAR at night? Oh, we've got ourselves quite a race today, Cam. <laughs> That's good. The Bass Pro Shops NRA night race. It sounds dangerous. Oh, it is very much so because we're in the track that they nicknamed the last great Coliseum, Bristol Motor Speedway. Oh, nice. So overall, oh, Bristol, yeah, nice, very nice. So what are we gonna do? I, I I see the I see the usual suspects though. Don't I like about NASCAR, Sean? It's a lot like golf. Like every time I'm doing the segment with you, it's like when I see Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy, I see Kyle Busch, Martin Truex. And Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, it seems like, you know, these these guys are the best of the best. So we'll go through the odds right now. Odds to win, Kyle Busch, 3-1. to one. Martin Truex Jr., 6-1. to one. Kyle Larson, nice, uh, interesting. They like him this week. Plus 650, Kevin Harvick, plus 750. Denny Hamlin, another uh, one of your favorites. Plus 750, Joey Logano, 9-1. to one. Kurt Busch, I could use a cold uh, cold Busch right now after the show. It's getting hot in here. Kozlowski, 14-1. to one. Eric Jones, 14-1. to one. Chase Elliott. 14 to 1, Ryan Blaney 16 to 1, Eric Almarola at 20, and our boy Clint Boyer at 28. What do you think, Sean? It seems like uh, much of the same guys uh, out of the top guys. Who's on your radar right now? Obviously, Kyle Bush, but anybody else that you think has a nice chance here? 
Well, first things first, Cam, when you think about Bristol, you have to think about the fact that there is a bit of an unpredictability factor in with this race, just because it's one of the shortest NASCAR tracks on the entire circuit. And one of the big things when it comes to Bristol is the usage of driver contact and the bump and run in order to get ahead. There's a lot of contact that's going to be made in tonight's race. And what's going to happen as a result is there's going to be plenty of crashes. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. And it is uh -oh. going to change the fabric of the race in an instant. This is one of those tracks. It's not as crazy as Daytona with the unpredictability, but it's certainly pretty high up there. So it's one of those races where, sure, people, some drivers that you don't think have as much of a chance actually do have a chance in order to win. But uh, overall, you still have to lean on uh, some of the usual suspects here, as you do say. Kyle Busch, of course, is uh, starting all the way back in the 31st position. He's going to have to do a lot of climbing up through the field, but that already makes him a pretty nice DFS play because he's going to be one of the few drivers to take advantage of place differential. But you also got drivers like Kevin Harvick starting in the 8th position. I'm expecting him to stay around his starting position, maybe just finish around or just outside the top five here. Martin Truex Jr., he's one of the drivers that I'm really liking so far this weekend. Starting in the third position, starting up front towards this track again because it's not the easiest track to make passes at. It is a bit of an advantage here, but it, even if that's a bit of an advantage from staying out front, it is no advantage when it comes to uh, thinking of when crashes can occur. I've seen races at Bristol where uh, even the leader has been taken out multiple times, too. So. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Who won Daytona again? Wasn't it some guy, like, not even on the board? Or if he was, it was, like, 500 to 1? Like, it was something crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Justin Haley who basically, yeah. well, the books would <laughs> yeah, call like, him field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he might if he's listed on your book, you're rich. And if not, he'd be a field bet. But uh, So you're saying something like that could possibly happen this week, but – Probably not like a guy that deep, but you're saying maybe you could look. Could you look at a guy like uh, starting at Bowman at 40, to Benedetto 40, Suarez 50, Jimmy Johnson 66, Byron 66? Like, how far would you go up to a guy like maybe Hemrick at 250 to one? What do you think? Definitely not up to Hemrick, that's for sure, because yeah. you could still predict some drivers are still going to do well in this race. Like I said, some of the usual suspects, Bush, Harvick, Truex, Hamlin, who's starting on the pole, has been looking pretty good, and he's on a bit of a hot streak right now with uh, five top five finishes in each of the last five races this season. And overall, he's been pretty good in practices. So Hamlin is one of my favorites to win this race, actually. But you also oh, have drive. I love it. Yeah. He's plus 750, Sean. I'm going to have to take a shot. That's a nice price on Denny Hamlin. Oh, Not yeah. Bad. But he's not the only one that has a pretty fair chance of uh, making some damage today. And some other drivers that I'm really liking are the likes of Chase Elliott, who's starting six. He was doing pretty solidly throughout all the practice sessions so far. Joey Logano has been pretty fairly fast throughout all the practices in the 10 consecutive lap average categories. And the same can be said about his teammate Ryan Blaney starting in 12th. Overall, I'm expecting some of these Penske guys, particularly Logano and Blaney, in order to actually climb up into the top 10 today. And as we keep moving further and further down, you got to think of drivers like Eric Almarola starting in the fifth position. He can be good for a top 10 finish right there as well. And you also have to think about, uh, as we keep looking down here, probably my favorite bargain play of this week. If you're looking for a deep guy, Cam, I don't see any better option than Matt DiBenedetto today. This is one nice. of his best tra tracks on the NASCAR circuit. He's starting in the seventh position. He was looking very good throughout the practice session so far. I'm liking him very much in order to finish at least top ten. If if there's any sort of bet that involves you picking DiBenedetto for a top ten finish, I would say absolutely take it today. Is he worth a little sprinkle? He, he, on my book, he's 40 to 1, maybe 5 bucks. He went like 200 bucks. Like, he, he does have a chance. Like, I'll look for top 10, but uh, it's a pretty good price if, if he does win. 40 to 1's very, very good, Sean. 
I'd say sprinkling a little might not be a bad idea this week, Cam. If there's any track that I could see Debetta Debetta maybe even possibly winning at on the NASCAR circuit, Bristol is definitely one of the absolute best places for him. And his equipment so far has definitely shown and he's capable of having a pretty solid finish today if all goes in his favor. Okay, so let's take a look now what we do, Sean. We love these race matchups. Let's do them right now. So we got five listed on the board. Now, interesting ones this week, a little bit different. First uh, matchup, we got Eric Almarola versus Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Almarola minus 135, Stenhouse Jr. plus 115. What do you think? We like Almarola probably, right, buddy? Yeah, I do like Almarola, but that being said, though, this is actually a pretty solid track for Stenhouse, so if you're looking for somebody, at least on the DFS side of things, Stenhouse is not exactly a bad option in order to finish at least top 15, so uh, that's something to keep in mind there. I like Almarola to finish better, but Stenhouse is not bad if you're looking from the DFS slate as well, too. Next one, we got uh, Brad Keselowski versus Ryan Blaney. Pick them. Keselowski, Blaney, 20 cents either way. What do we think about this one? I am leaning towards Blaney at this one just because the fact that this is a track that Blaney has been pretty strong on in recent races. And after all, the last two Bristol races, he's led the most laps. Sure, he hasn't actually won a race yet at Bristol, but he's been getting closer and closer, and he finished fourth at this track earlier this season, so I'm expecting Blaney in order to make some noise today, Cam. Uh, this one's interesting, Sean. Usually when we put these matchup bets together, they're pretty close, but the books are throwing this one out. Chase Elliott versus Clint Boyer. Elliott minus 165 to Boyer's plus 145. That's a lot of juice on Elliott, but he should win, right? Elliott is at least going to be in the top five by the end of this race. I'm calling that right now. He, he, Whether he can win or not, again, it depends on the whole circumstances, especially with the whole crash, the crash factor being in play with this uh, particular track. So it, there's still a chance for some people in order to be a surprise winner in today's race. But overall, Elliott's one of the drivers I definitely like better in order to actually compete for the win today. I find that these guys are really smart. Two guys that you talked about really liking are against each other in the matchup bet. What else is new? The books are smart. Kevin Harvick versus Joey Logano. Harvick minus 125. Joey Logano minus 105. Lean to Harvick? This is one of those matchups that I honestly would not even touch. It's a little too close to call Ooh, for me. Yeah. Here we go. Sean, pass. Too close to call. I like it. Hey, say, it's like you can't bet on every game, buddy. If you just, uh, I like that. I like where you're going. If, if you don't feel it, you like both guys. Sometimes we're just going to sit back and watch. And the next uh, final matchup, good one here, too. Uh, we got uh, Martin Truex Jr. versus Kyle Larson. Straight pick them, 15 cents either way. Where do we go with this one there, Sean? With this one, I am leaning a little more towards Truex, ultimately just because even though, sure, Larson has been a bit better overall when it comes to uh, raw practice speeds, like setting a single lap time, there, Bristol is one of those tracks that at the same time, though, can have its fair share of lengthy runs as well, in which case Larson hasn't been up as high on those boards as Truex. So overall, these guys are starting right next to each other with uh, Larson starting second and Truex starting third. But ultimately, I think Truex is the more likely of the two in order to actually maintain his starting position. I do think Larson's going to slip back a bit, but ultimately, I do think he is still going to end up having a solid finish today here too, Cam. Winning manufacturer, all the plus money, Toyota plus 120, Ford plus 175, and Chevy, the big dog at plus 240. Got to go Toyota. We usually do. Yeah, this usually is a pretty Toyota-centric race here, too, but I wouldn't uh, underestimate the Fords here, too, as well, Cam. It's pretty close between both uh, Ford and Toyota here this week, especially when you think about those Penske cars, and then you think about those dr Joe Gibbs racing drivers. Eric Jones, another driver that uh, we haven't talked about here yet, Cam, too, starting in the ninth position. Uh, DFS side of things, especially for FD games, it's not a bad call right there, too, starting in the ninth position. I think he's going to maintain himself into the top ten overall. And when it comes to Toyota versus Ford, I'm honestly going to say that this one's also a little too close to call for me, too. Yeah. 
Ford's a bigger dog, but uh, yeah, it's it's a tough race. So top five finish. Just give me a couple guys here, and we'll get to your uh, DFS uh, lineup there, Shawnee. You could tell people where they can find all your NASCAR work. I don't want to lay two twenty-five with Bush, but let's start things off. Truex Jr. minus one twenty-five, top five. Carl Larson, pick him. Denny Hamlin, Hamlin plus one ten. Harvick plus one ten. Logano plus one forty. Bush plus one fifty. Elliott two to one. Kozlowski two. Jones two. Blaney two twenty-five. Uh, who are some guys out of all those guys you find a little bit of line value a couple guys that i'm going to bet that top five for the listeners out there if you're going to go for top five finishes here can then uh some of these guys i like of course you gotta like hamlin if, if, because uh how well he's been doing just lately in the cup series within the last couple of races and hamlin's a bit of a short track ace he loves going to short tracks and even though bristol is one of his less successful tracks he's still going to be in pretty good shape here today cam but other than that yeah i do like myself chase elliott in order to finish top five as well here cam nice so two to one on elliott Plus 110 on Hamlin. Okay, Sean, give me some uh, DFS picks to click, and then I'll ask you who you like in the race. But I already got a feeling I'm going to be betting Danny Hamlin at uh, plus 750. Give it to me, Sean. Some must plays and some value plays. A couple of picks to click uh, for DFS uh, NASCAR. All right, so I shall be starting at the top of the board, as always. And I know I've talked about a lot of these guys already. Kyle Busch, very good DFS option, even though he's expensive. Starting 31st, that is very, very hard to resist with so much place differential. And him starting close to the back, he's not as risky of a play as some of these other drivers that can easily fall out if they crash here, too, Cam. Kevin Harvick starting in the eighth position. Of course, I'm expecting him to maintain. Truex, expecting him to maintain. Keselowski not riding too, too high on him. I think he's going to finish right where he's starting. Hamlin, of course, one of my favorites here. Joey Logano, I think he's going to sneak into the top ten. Elliott sneak into the top five. Kurt Busch, I think he's going to slip a little bit back. Larson, he's going to also slip a little bit back here too. Jones is going to stick in the top 10. I think Blaney's going to stick in the top 10 as well. Bowman, I think, is going to slip back a few spots here. Boyer, he's starting in the 20th position. Overall, not really riding too high on him DFS-wise, especially when he's been pretty inconsistent lately. Newman, I think he's going to finish top 15 right around where he's starting. It's not a bad call in order to use him. Eric Almarola, of course, he's definitely, when you're thinking of value, guys, he's definitely one of the better choices here. I'm liking Almarola quite a bit. Austin Dillon, not really so much. Chris Boucher starting 29th, even though there's room for place differential, I don't think he's going to really climb up that much. Daniel Suarez, Jimmy Johnson, William Byron. Suarez is not a bad play. Johnson can offer place differential, not riding on Byron. And then from there on, you got DeBenedetto and Stenhouse, which uh, they're two of my favorite value options for this week's race, especially DeBenedetto with how well he's been riding in the Cup Series, too. Lots of okay, options Sean. here. Denny Hamlin plus 250. One other pick, uh, either Elliott, Logano, Logano 9 to 1, 14 to 1. Give me two picks and tell people where they can find you, Sean, and I'll get into my picks of the day before we wrap it up, buddy. All right. I am going to be picking Hamlin to win here, but I'm also going to pick Elliott for a top five finish. And as for my sleeper dark horse pick that can unexpectedly win, I'm going to go to Benedetto here, Cam. And as for finding out all my NASCAR content, you could go over to Roballer.com, where I am part of the DFS NASCAR premium package from there. And you could use the promo code Sean for 10% off your purchase. So that way you could get your engines revved and revved up with money <laughs> it's all it's a great deal can trust me yes. it really is i want to i want to get my engine revved up with money i just had to go get my car fixed too sean it cost me 700 bucks so i could really use some vroom vroom money but thanks buddy i appreciate it and uh yeah go go check out sean this guy's a nascar maven right now denny hamlin plus 750 is gonna be on the card we are betting it right now my picks of the day we're with george kurtz on all this stuff we got a tampa bay boston new york mets parlay that pays very very good to plus 260 Toronto Blue Jays minus 160 money line Jays minus one and a half Minnesota Twins to win and I'm looking for a big dog of the day hard to find but I might take a shot with Atlanta over the Dodgers very bold plus 140 with Fulton Ebbets against Ryu Atlanta plus 140 we are going to take Cleveland plus two and a half Pittsburgh plus three and a half and the Rams 
plus three and a half in football. Lucas Glover, 33 to one in golf if you're looking for a bomb. We're back tomorrow at noon. Good luck, everybody.